Welcome to Classic Firstborn Ministries. My name is Anthony Maynard, pastor at Firstborn Ministries. Again, we are so thankful that you joined this broadcast today, wherever you might be around the world. The broadcast today is featuring a sermon from 1988. This is from our senior pastor, W.L. Maynard. It is entitled, Suddenly an Earthquake. From 1988, this was while we were still in our what we call our old building, uh, the Harmony Grange. It was located on Harlem Road in Loves Park, Illinois. We didn't move to 8213 North Alpine Road until 1989 was our first services here at what we call our new building. So again, this is from 1988 from our senior pastor, W.L. Maynard. Suddenly, an earthquake. Amen. And the shouting, it doesn't stop here. Oh, no. Amen. Friend, I'll tell you, the best shouting ought to be during the preaching of the Word of God. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, I think I'll stop every once in a while and give everybody a chance to shout and praise God over the Word of God. You say, Brother Maynard, that's out of order. Hey, if David could pen in the psalm, Selah, stop, pause, worship God with instruments and think of, amen, we can have some Selahs in our worship services. In Jesus' name, hallelujah to God, hallelujah to God. Amen. Would you take the word of God tonight? And those that are praying, you can continue to pray. Amen. And uh, would you stand with me just for a moment of time as we open the word of God this evening and share with you. Hallelujah. God has spoken to my heart for this service tonight. And you're here tonight. Amen. And God is wanting to speak to your heart even tonight, friend. Hallelujah. I didn't come to deliver something that uh, was uh, a week old, a year old, a month old, a day old. Uh, but I believe that we've got some fresh baked bread right off of the altars of heaven. Amen. And God is wanting to feed his people even here tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah to God. Acts chapter 16, beginning with verse number 25. I would begin with verse number 25 of Acts chapter number 16 hallelujah what a beautiful move of the spirit of god that is here tonight this is the way it ought to be this shouldn't be something out of the ordinary out of the extraordinary this ought to be the ordinary way that we come together and let god have his way when we worship the lord it is the will of God. Amen. And the reason why we call ourselves Pentecostal is because we want to, the world to know that we have identified with a Pentecostal experience. Friend, you cannot put a bottle on Pentecost. You cannot put in a bottle and put a cap on it. Amen. You cannot do it. You might try, but whenever you begin to stir up the gift that is within you, it begins to blow off the corks that are there on top of the bottle. Amen. How many ever taken soda pop and you put them corks on the top of those bottles whenever you open them up and you put one of them plastic pop tops on there? I used to, when I was a kid, I'm telling off on myself, I'd go to the refrigerator and even whenever I first got married because the things amazed me so much, I went to the refrigerator and I'd pull out a bottle of pop and I'd drink about half of it and put the cap on it and I'd shake it just to see the top come off and shoot to the ceiling. Amen. And you know, as I took that thing, I'd shoot it up real good. And as I shook it, I could see the pressure as it began to rise. And I seen the fizz as it began to come to the top there. And I seen that old bottle cap as it began to give away. And all of a sudden, pop! 
man, that thing go to the ceiling, and I'd have to put my hand over the top of it real quick because all that was in there, it began to run out. Hey, friend, I don't know about you, but I feel like God has shaken me up tonight. Hallelujah, and I'm about to have to go like this because I feel the rivers of living water as they're flowing out of my soul. Hallelujah to God. Acts chapter 9, 16 and verse number 25. And the Bible says that at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. And he sang, and they sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. You know why the prisoners heard them, Sister Cass? Amen. You know why the prisoners heard them, Sister Maynard? Because they was Pentecostal. They believed in the Pentecostal experience. They believed in worshiping God from the depths of their heart. And those prisoners, they heard what was going on there. Verse number 26. Amen. Somebody said, you're preaching. Yeah, that's right. And I'm always going to preach Pentecost because you need that experience. I said, I'm always going to preach it. I preached it everywhere I went. When I went to the church that didn't believe in Holy Ghost baptism, amen, and the man got up and the deacons got up and they said, sometimes you got to take the pastor aside and you got to straighten him out and you got to tell him some things the way that it should be. I couldn't wait till I got up there, friend. I was the last guy on the floor and I looked over at the pastor. And I put a big smile on my face, and I said, Brother Pastor, I called him by name. I said, you don't need anybody to straighten you out. You don't need a board in this church to tell you how to run things. i tell you what will straighten problems out in the church, and that is when the power of God begins to move, and when they really get Pentecost, Holy Ghost baptism down inside of their hearts. You say, you didn't say that. Friend, I did say that. And Sister Maynard sat back there, and she was going, oh, God. Amen. Let them receive it. And you know what? They didn't throw me out of the building because they wanted truth. They were hungry for righteousness. They were hungry for the things of God. And the Bible says when you're hungry and you're thirsty, God will fill you. Verse number 26. I better go on, otherwise I'll preach. And suddenly, everybody say suddenly. Woo! Don't that sound good? Everybody say suddenly. Everybody say Suddenly, one more time, suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately, everybody say immediately, all the doors, everybody say all the doors, they were opened and everyone's bands, everybody say everybody's, they were loosed and everybody say suddenly, an earthquake God bless you you may be seated in Jesus name oh I would have liked to been there I would have liked to have been there not to experience the scourging and the beating that the Apostle Paul and Silas experienced as a result of going to that region of Philippi in the regions of Macedonia listening to the call of God not to be able to receive the beating that they had received oh but I would have liked to have been there after the beating had already taken place amen and to see as these two valiant 
ancient men of God stood and they said, hey, it's time for us to begin to worship God. It's time to begin to unleash this power that is inside of us. For the Bible says that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. I would have liked to have been there. Amen. When they begin to look at each other and they begin to say, let's sing unto our God. And the Bible says that as they sang and as they prayed at the midnight hour that they had church right in the middle of that old jail cell in the midst of that dingy dark dungeon amen of a jail that they was involved in the Bible says that they were there as a direct result of their evangelistic endeavors you read about it in Acts chapter 15 or 16 and you'll find that when Paul was going to go to Asia to conduct an evangelistic revival that the Spirit of God spoke to the heart of Paul and he said Paul amen in a dream he showed him men that were over into Macedonia that were beckoning unto him saying come over to Macedonia Paul and the Bible says that immediately Paul listened to the voice of the Spirit of God and he packed his bags and he changed his destiny he changed his course and he went down instead of to Asia he went to Macedonia well as they came into Macedonia the Bible says that God began to give them revival the first thing that they noticed when they got there was a group of women that was out there by a river's edge and they was conducting a prayer meeting oh Paul I like to look at it like it really was when he walked in there and he saw in that city those group of faithful women that were gathering together at that river's brink and they was praying unto their God for a mighty revival I can just see Paul as his countenance begin to light up brother Ancona and as he begin to say thank God God's going to bring a revival to the city amen of Philippi in which we are in and the Bible says that these women received Paul and they received Silas and they preached to these women amen the gospel of Jesus Christ we need not minimize the importance of women's prayer groups amen and the importance of women's ministry in the church of the living God when the men were not nowhere to be found, the Bible says God used those women. He used those group of women that were gathering together on that riverside to bring a revival to the regions of Philippi, amen, into the regions of Macedonia, amen, as a result of this evangelistic meeting the Bible says that there was a woman who was a diviner she was a one that was used in that uh, uh, being able to tell fortunes and the Bible said she had a spirit of divination that was there upon her in the Greek the word divination there is taken from the word puthon and the word means python or snake the spirit that was there in her it caused men and women to be kept Captivated, and they would lead her, they would follow her around, and they would see, amen, the things that she would do, and they would ask her that she would divine into them the future. Oh, but friend, I want you to know that when the Jesus that we serve, and the Jesus that went to the cross of Calvary, he comes into the place where the devil is at in the form of the church of the living God. You might as well expect anything to happen. Somebody said, I don't want to go there. There's too many devils down 
down there. Hey, friend, that just means that it's a prime area for a mighty move of the Spirit of God. It just means, amen, that it's a place where God is wanting to bring His Holy Ghost revival into. And the Bible says that Paul looked at this woman and he cast the devil out of her. And she immediately... <clears throat> She stopped her divination and she threw away those wares that she had used. And the Bible says that her masters became very angry because they got much gain because of her being able to divine and to show men and women the future. What did they do? They began to accuse the church of the living God. The Bible says that they said these men, they come and they teach something that is contrary to the Roman government these men have come to overthrow the government that is there but I got news for you brethren I've got news for you friend the church did not come to the city to overthrow any governmental system that man had placed up but they have come there to overthrow the government that Satan had established and to bring down the gates of hell it's the church of the living God that needs to go and they need to stand hard by the gates of hell we don't need to remove ourselves up into a foreign place and go somewhere where we can shut ourselves in and forget about the negative woes and the problems that are out there in the world. You need to camp by the gates of hell, friend. You need to become a threat to the devil. You need to understand that the God that's in you is greater than the God that's in the world. You need to understand that Jesus said you're going to tread upon serpents and you're going to tread upon scorpions. You need to understand that greater is he that's in you that he that is in the world we need to understand the words of Jesus Christ when he said but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you we need to camp hard by the gates of hell as a result of these men's accusations before uh, the magistrates and the government that was there. The Bible says that Paul and Silas were taken uh, and they were thrown into jail. Uh, they were thrown into the inner jail uh, is what the word of God says. Uh, and their hands uh, and their feet were placed into stocks uh, and the bonds. Uh, as I studied about that, uh, amen, I uh, began to look uh, and I began to try to figure out what it was that they were locked in. And uh, this uh, book that I had looked in, uh, it showed a man as he laid flat on this board and on this board there were nailed to it places there was a board nailed across at the bottom where his feet was at and a nailed and a board nailed across at the top where his hands would be and it was said that these men would be laid on this board in that dungeon and there their hands and their feet would be locked in those socks they were laid there on their back not able to move just laying there where all of the rodents and the mice and the insects sex would be able to come in and be able to take advantage of them. It was midnight, friend. The writer was truly correct when he said and at midnight. I don't know how many of you have ever been in midnight areas. I don't know how many of you have been in areas where you felt as though God, amen, this is midnight in my life. But I want you to know that in the midnight of your life, it is but the chance and the potential that God is wanting to bring to you to show you that the greatest miracles can happen at the midnight hour of your life. Hallelujah. And as Paul and Silas caught 
unfold of this vision. Brother Luke, the Bible says they begin to sing praises. Amen. And pray unto the Lord their God. You want to know what this Holy Ghost revival is going to be brought by? It's going to be brought by prayer. It's going to be brought by praises. It's going to be brought by giving themselves unto the Almighty God. The writer wrote the song, I pray my way out of trouble. I pray my way out of trouble. And friend, if you're in trouble, and if you're in a midnight in your life, the best way to get out of it is to pray and to begin to sing the songs of Zion. Begin to lift up the name of Jesus Christ. For the Bible says that whenever when the Israelites begin to pray and they begin to worship God, that God sent ambushments against the enemy. I can see them as they sat there in that old dingy dungeon. Bobby, as they sat, or rather they was laid out there in that place. Amen. And they hurt. Oh, my back. It hurts so very much. Oh, uh, uh, Silas, uh, pray for me. Can you reach your finger over to where I'm at uh, and just lay it on, uh, just lay it on the top of my head? Uh, and maybe he just touched him with the top, uh, amen, with his little pinky finger, uh, and he prayed the prayer of faith. Oh, thank you, Silas. Uh, God bless you. Amen. And all of a sudden, when Silas moved his finger back, oh, uh, Paul, uh, amen, would you pray for me? Uh, and I like to look at it like it really was. They was praying for each other uh, when they was in that trouble. Uh, you say, how do you know, Pastor? Uh, I'll tell you how I know because Paul said that we were to pray one for another. Paul said bear ye one another's burdens. Paul said, amen, that we were to lift up one another in prayer. Amen. And as they prayed one for another, they begin to feel better about the situation. And then all of a sudden, Paul said, let's praise God. Let's worship God. And maybe they begin to sing in sin, oh, in sin I wandered, saw or and sad with bleed heart and aching oh God aching aching head till Jesus oh Silas I'm beginning to feel better already amen thank God Silas amen I'm beginning to feel this thing amen and as they begin to pray I like to look at it like it really was they begin to move around on them on them old them old plat them old slat benches that they was on and that they was fastening to and the more they sang the more they had to move. You say, why, friend? I'm going to tell you when the Spirit of God begins to move in your life, it's going to cause you to move, friend. When the hand of God got on Elijah, the Bible said Elijah got up and he ran. Hallelujah. When the hand of God got on the people of God in the New Testament, the Bible says they responded and they moved under the presence and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden, the Bible says, suddenly... Amen. Suddenly, amen, there was an earthquake, amen, that shook that place. It didn't shake just a couple of the jail cells but it shook every door that was in there it shook it open it was something that took place suddenly amen it began to shake that place and Paul maybe he looked at Silas and said Silas man do you hear what's going on yeah I hear it amen I hope this thing don't cave in on us let's sing a little bit louder it's in I wonder sorry and all of a sudden the next thing that happened their stocks they begin to fall off of them the bonds they begin to fall off of them you say what they do preacher amen when they fell off of them I believe they got up and they begin to feel that quickening and they begin to kind of just do a little bit of a dance
chance. And thank God that he's delivered me out of sin. Hey, friend, I say it's perfectly in order when God does something for you, for you to stand up and to begin to do a little bit of a dance. Amen. For the Bible says that God wants us to worship him and dance as well. As this song, amen, and as in clapping of the hands. And we have no problem with that. And it says, shout under the Lord with a voice of triumph. And we can say, We don't have any problem with that. The Bible says that we are to praise the Lord with the loud sounding cymbals. Amen. We're to praise the Lord with the high sounding cymbals, with the timbrels and the brass, with the stringed instruments. And we don't have any problems with that. And we say, thank God we can get up and we can beat them drums. We can pluck that guitar. We can hammer that pan on that organ. We can play that accordion. We can play that bass. Amen. Hallelujah. And nobody questions that. But you let somebody get up and they begin to dance in the presence of God. Amen. And somebody says, they're not in the spirit. Well, let me ask you something, friend. Was you in the spirit when you clapped your hands? Was you in the spirit when you begin to play the organ? Was you in the spirit when you begin to play the guitar? Was you in the spirit when you begin to play the drums? I'm telling you tonight, amen, that we need to worship God in this dimension. Amen, I'm not talking about wildfire, but I'm talking about when God does something for you. We need to be able to respond in the move of the Holy Ghost. Somebody said, hey, friend, amen, you're going to promote wildfire. Not so, friend. Amen, not so. You see, we can settle down the wild far, but it's a whole lot of problems that try to warm up corpses. Amen. And the problem today is not wildfire in the church of the living God. It's that there are wet blankets that are put down over our lives. Amen. And we expect, amen, that God wants to strike us with a bolt of lightning every time that we move in the dimension of the Spirit of God. But I'm telling you tonight, if God does something for you, amen, you've got a right to praise the Lord. If God has delivered you out of sin, you Hallelujah. Suddenly, there was an earthquake. 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 Amen. You say, what is an earthquake, Pastor? Amen. An earthquake is this. An earthquake is a shaking of some kind of a land. Amen. And if you don't agree, that's all right. God bless you. I'm still going to preach anyway. Amen. That don't bother me a little bit. Amen. Hallelujah. What is an earthquake? It is a shaking. It is a tremor. It is a stirring. It is, amen, a, a, a seismos. In the Greek is the word. Amen. And that's where we get the, the word, English word, seismograph. It gauges, amen, the, the tremors that are there. And we got a whole lot of seismographs that are running around in Pentecost. Well, bless God, you know, that was about 9.9 on the Holy Ghost Richter scale. Hey, we need to get off that Holy Ghost Richter scale stuff. Get our hands in the air and say, God, do it to me. 
Do it to me, God. Do it to me, God. Amen. A shaking. It's a shock. Some of y'all are shocked tonight. A shock. When I was going to get the Holy Ghost, I thought that whenever I got the Holy Ghost, Sister Cass, it would be like I'd put my hand in a light socket. You know what, Brother Cass? You, you probably got told that too. Amen. And I, I thought that. And I was just expecting this, you know, to grab a hold of me and just, you know. And friend, it did. I mean to tell you, when I sat at that piano, amen, bless those poor people's hearts, amen, and I prayed, and I sought the will of God, you say, what brought the earthquake? I am not preaching wildfire tonight, friend, amen, and I'm not preaching, amen, that, that we need to just go hog wild and pig crazy, but I am saying that there is a dimension in the Spirit of God that we need to get into, and we need to release our worship unto the Lord God Almighty, and that night that I received the Holy Ghost, it was because I let down all all the guards I sat there and I thought God I want this Holy Ghost so bad I want it so much but you want to know what Amen. I really didn't want it as bad as I thought that I wanted I'd go down and I'd pray and I'd seek the face of God and I'd get up and they'd say well Brother Maynard Amen you're going to get the Holy Ghost just keep on keeping on Amen you all you experienced that thing too didn't you Amen and I'd get up and I'd go away and I'd be discouraged and I'd feel like I had failed God in some way. Amen. And if you haven't received the Holy Ghost as of yet, God doesn't want you to feel as though you failed Him. God doesn't want you to walk around with your head down and say, Well, amen, everything must not be all right. Amen. Everything must not be kosher. But you need to look unto God and you need to continue to pray into Him. You need to continue to say, Thank God if things are not right in my life. God, show me and be willing to straighten them out. And praise God for what He's done already Amen. I sat at that piano friend and I mean when the power of God came down I had my hands raised and it was just that I made up my mind I'm going to turn loose and let God have his way I wasn't going to care about what anybody thought for you see I was reserved I was very very refined Amen. and I didn't want anybody to see me worshiping God in that dimension or in that way oh friend but God said you want to bet son and I hope you're not offended by that amen but you understand what I'm saying he said you want to see something I'll show you something and when he put his hand on me I mean it was like suddenly there was an earthquake amen and I just kind of shook under the power of God and I began to speak with other tongues said, Pastor, uh, why are you telling me all that? I'm telling you all of that. Uh, because if God did it for me, he can do it for you, friend. Uh, you've come tonight uh, and you might say, I'm the biggest sinner that ever hit the earth. Uh, I'm going to tell you that Jesus Christ died to save you from your sins. Uh, Jesus died uh, that you might be able to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Yes, Suddenly, an earthquake. Hallelujah. Suddenly, an earthquake. You see, an earthquake, it was said that there was an earthquake, amen, when Israel crossed the Red Sea, amen, and they went over into the promise, or uh, they went over into that wilderness area, amen. The Bible says that there was a wind that blew all night, and it kept that water back. The scientists have gone way back there, 
and they have said the reason why the Red Sea was able to be parted is because there was an earthquake that caused it to be parted. Hey, friend, I'm telling you, when God gets ready to remove you out of the camp of the devil, it's not going to take him very long. Amen. It's going to be suddenly an earthquake. Amen. And when God got tired of Egypt on Israel's heels, amen, he said, Moses, raise your rod. And the rod was symbolic of the power and the word of God. And when he raised that rod and he stretched it out over the sea, the waters parted. Amen. And they went over on dry ground. Amen. In the New Testament, the Bible says that at the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, in Matthew 27, in verse number 51, that there was an earthquake. Amen. When Jesus gave up the ghost and the veil in the temple, it was rent in twain, symbolizing that the presence of God now would be able to go forth unto every man and woman that was out there on the face of the earth. In 28 and 2 of the book of Matthew, the Bible says that at the resurrection of Jesus Christ, there was an earthquake. You say, why? To let the Lord out? No, to let the people in, friend. And it caused that stone to be rolled away. And the angel that was there, he sat by the stone. Hallelujah to God that he that the earthquake had caused to be rolled away. It was 50 days after that time. And the children of God that had been called and commissioned by the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Some had fallen by the way. But there were 120 of the faithful believers that had gathered together for none else but a prayer meeting and to be able to praise and worship God. Seven days were they there in that place called the upper room. And the Bible says when the day of Pentecost had fully come, amen, they were all in one place and they were in one accord. And suddenly, everybody say suddenly. Hallelujah, everybody say suddenly. Hallelujah. Suddenly uh, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all of the house where they were sitting. You know what that was? That was the earthquake of God that God had brought right in the middle of the people of God to be able to redeem them from their sins. And friend, whenever God poured His Spirit out, He didn't need men and women to take them in a back room somewhere and say, you say it like this. You say A-E-I-O-U. You say G-B-G-B-J-A-B-J-A-B-J-A-B-J-A-B-J-A-B-J-A-B-J-A-B-J-A-B-J-A-B-J-A-B-J-A-B-J-A-B-J-A-B-J-A-B-J-A-B-J-
if you got the Holy Ghost because someone told you to say these words. Amen. And then they said, well, you've got it now. You don't have the Holy Ghost. Amen. But you've got to get it as God's Spirit gives you the utterance. If you got it, amen, just because you thought that you needed the thing and because you wanted to be in the in crowd and because everybody else was doing it and you just said a few words just because you wanted to say it, you don't have the Holy Ghost, friend. You've got to get down and in earnest with God. Amen. And when you get in earnest with God, it's going to come suddenly. Amen. It's going to move on your heart. And He's going to regenerate your soul and fill you with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand for us. Come on, the Holy Ghost is wanting to move in here tonight more than he has. Amen. See, that wasn't the end of the church. The church began to have persecution. How many like persecution? Raise your hand and shout hallelujah. Me neither. That's right. But the church went through persecution. And the first persecution that the church endured, experienced, is found in Acts chapter 4. And the Bible says, you know what they did? They called all the deacons of the church together. So we got a problem, boys. No, no. They did call all the deacons together. They called all the, the uh, people together. Together, but they didn't talk about the situation. They prayed about it. Notice the Bible says, when they had come together, amen, they heard that uh, they lifted their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God. Isn't that a beautiful way to begin the prayer? Thou art God. Woo! Sometimes we go to God and we say, God, here I am. I am me. And he's not wanting to know who are you. He's wanting to know who do you say that I am? He said, how do you know? Because Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16, whom do you say that I, the Son of Man, am? Thou art God, and said, Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven, earth, the sea, and all that in them there is, who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? To the kings of the earth that stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ, for of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together and to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. They were threatening them. Have you ever been threatened? Because of what you believe? Huh? I have too. We all have. But not to the extent that these were. They were not threatened to the point, we were not threatened to the point where we were going to die. And the Bible says, You behold their threatenings, Lord, and grant unto thy servants 
that with boldness that they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal and that signs and wonders be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And the Bible says when they had prayed the place was earthquaked. Shaken. Oh God I would that we would be able to come together and that as we come together, we would lay our burdens at the foot of Calvary. We would begin to confess that thou art God alone who has made heavens and earth and all that therein is. God, you have seen the threatenings. You have seen the things that they have done to try to stop the church of the living God. Now, God, you see us. And we pray that you would grant us boldness. Everybody say boldness. Everybody say boldness. Hallelujah, boldness that we might speak thy word and that by the name of thy holy child Jesus, signs and wonders would be done. You want to know what needs to happen today and what God is bringing to pass today? That is this, that signs and wonders would be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And the Bible says when they had prayed, the place was shaken. Amen. You want to know the difference between Acts 2 and Acts 4? In Acts 2, they were shaken. But in Acts 4, the building was shaken. And all that therein was, amen, friend, they received a brand new, fresh experience of the touch of God. And there are times that you and I need to come again into the presence of God and say, God, renew that Pentecostal experience. Let an earthquake take place in my life. Let me be shaken again. Hallelujah. Let me be shaken again. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I was so encouraged. Amen. When we first began this building process and this building program, i got to be honest with you. Amen. Whenever I first began to be pastor, I was praying, God, please bring us men and women. Amen. And fill them with the Holy Ghost. Give us men and women that are willing to work in the kingdom of God. Amen. And I prayed and I cried and I sought the the face of God on that behalf and you know and you look around tonight and you see God begin to bless the church amen and we doubled and we tripled amen and God begin to bless and men and women begin to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost until it was at such a point I didn't expect to have to build this early I'm honest with you tonight I really am I thought what maybe in four or five years amen but friend God brought the increase to the church and God began to deal with my heart and I said God God, we don't have the money to be able to build. God, you've got to make a way. But all the time, God was pressing upon me. And he was saying, come on. Amen. The Holy Ghost revival that I've got in this city, you're not going to be able to contain it in those four walls that are there, my friend. And so we embarked upon it. And let me show you the hand of God. Amen. I started this thing very, very... Uh, very, very reservedly, I backed up from it. And so we looked and we thought we would buy the church up the street. It fell through. I said, God, I don't understand. You told us that you told me that you want us to move and you want us to get into something where we've got more facilities so that we can have more room to be able to teach. Amen. And friend, if all you've got to do is go down in the, in the Sunday school rooms, go down the bathrooms and wait in line about 15 minutes or so to see 
see that there needs to be some more facilities and try to unstop the toilets that aren't big enough to be able to handle the flow of the crowd that is here. Amen. And be able to look in the Sunday school rooms and see the kids falling all over each other in the parking lot. Amen. And I said, God, you've got to show us something. Amen. And the deal fell through just to show you how God works suddenly. Suddenly, friends. Suddenly. Suddenly God works. I said, God, which way do you want us to go? Amen. I got in my car. I began to drive around. Amen. And somebody said, that's nothing new. That's all preachers ever do. Amen. That's all right. If you want to think that, that's fine. God bless you anyway. Someone said, all preachers do is eat chicken. Amen. And drive around and, and speak once or twice a week. And sometimes they don't even do that. That's fine if that's all you want to do. Amen. Or if that's all that you want to believe. But I really don't believe that you believe that. Because if you believed it was that easy, you'd be doing it yourself. Snuck that one in on you, didn't you? There's nobody here like that tonight, though, Brother Maine. All right, God bless you. And so I got in the car. And I drove around, and I went on up to Alpine, and I drove, and I saw this for sale sign. There it was. We had looked at the building. We had looked at the house. Six, seven, eight years ago, it's been up for sale. And, uh, and I got out, and I said, man, I said, well, Lord, maybe this is where you want us to be. And so we got out. I called the realtor. They set it up. I went up there and looked at it, and they said, we want X amount of dollars. We was able to chew them down and to bring them to the dollar that we wanted it to be. I called and just to show you the hand of God in the thing friend the devil tried to bring about some opposition to us going to that place you say how so pastor well I found out that the uh, that the sanitary district the city sewer that it wasn't there and that we could not put a sewage system in there a septic because we was within 200 feet of the uh, city sewer and they said it's going to cost you $11,000 just to hook up and I said, God, we don't have $11,000. Amen. We need all we can get to be able to do this thing that we're going to do. Amen. And I went down to the sanitary district, and I talked with the young lady there, and I said, hey, I said, isn't there a way around it? She said, absolutely not. It's going to cost you $11,000, and that's not counting the piping. That's not counting you hiring an engineer. That's not counting running it into the church. That is just the hookup charge. That is it. You said, is that how she said it? That's exactly how she said it. And I went away and I said, God, you've got to bring a miracle here. You've got to do something about this, God. Hallelujah. And I almost backed out of it. Amen. I almost went and said, hey, we're not going to do it. You said, what changed your mind? i tell you what changed my mind. I began to look around at more land. And I found out that there was two acres of land that was up there on Alpine Road. It was selling for $300,000, five bucks from where the property where we are getting is at. I looked at some more out here. They wanted $500 hundred thousand dollars for like 10 acres out here on North 2nd Street. I looked at some more property. It was way out and they wanted like $20,000 an acre for the property that was there. I said, God, this is evidently where you want us to be. We went with the zoning. I went to the zoning meeting and there was people, friend. I mean, they, they was there. They came out of the woodworks, it seemed like. And when I went there, the man said, there's no problem, no opposition. You're going to be able to get 
everything all right. There's no problem. And friend, when I went in there, I felt like I was Daniel in the den of lions. They made me stand up and they begin to ask me questions and they begin to fire criticisms at me as I stood there. And the mayor, he said, hey, now, if you've got something to say, come up and be sworn in. Otherwise, sit down and be quiet. I said, God, the devil's coming against us. He don't want us. This must be your will. Amen. And we went through it. They voted that night overwhelmingly six to zero. Amen. To rezone the land for this church. I'm telling you, God, when he gets ready to do something, he'll do it. Amen. He'll do it. He'll do it. Amen. We went a little while after that. It passed uh, It passed uh, the city council. Uh, they voted to be able to do things uh, uh, to uh, allow us to go in there and to resume the thing. Uh, now get this. The morning after... The morning after, Brother Cass, I believe I called you and told you about it. The morning after, amen, I, I, I just was getting ready to leave the house. And the phone rang and I said, hello. And uh, amen, the, and the young lady that I talked to at the sanitary district, uh, her name was Cindy. And I said, hello. And she said, is Pastor Maynard there? And I said, yes, this is he. She said, well, this is Cindy down at the sanitary district. I said, oh, yeah, Cindy, how you doing? She said, good. She said, I was just wondering if you're still interested in the land at 8213 Alpine road I said yes ma'am as a matter of fact we just got zoning cleared for that land just last night she said oh well that's good I just wanted to tell you we sent out petitions to be able to see if the people in that area want to go with city sewer sanitary district and we just got the petitions back amen and it's going to go in there it should be in there by July of 1989 amen she said instead of costing you 11,000 it's only going to cost you the standard fee of $3,000 you say what was happening I'll tell you what was happening suddenly God was bringing an earthquake so that this church might be able to go where he wants it to go. In the name of Jesus Christ, we don't have to try to open doors ourselves, friend. But my God will open the doors for us. Amen. And the reason why is because this is the church for this city. I don't say that with a proud exterior of boasting, but we are the people of the name. Amen. And the reason why this city is blessed is because of the church of Jesus Christ that is in it. says in Hebrews 12 and 26 he said that there is going to be a great shaking yet once more I shake not the earth only but also the heaven you want to know why he said that he wanted to show us I'm not just shaking this earth the physical the sinners that are out there but I'm shaking the spiritual I'm going to shake the church of the living God yet once more I shake the world but yet not the world only but the heavens as well God is bringing a shaking to the church of the living God and that which can be shaken will be shaken that that which cannot be shaken might remain suddenly an earthquake suddenly an earthquake and I'm going to read you one more scripture Glory. 
going to shake it with the Holy Ghost power. God showed me something here the other day. The Bible says, Jesus said, we're going to receive the Holy Ghost and fire. Is that right? John chapter 3, he said, we're going to be born again of the water and the spirit. John chapter 4, he said that we're going to worship in spirit and truth. In the Old Testament, the Bible says that Jeremiah spoke the word of God one time. And the people wouldn't listen. And Jeremiah said, I'm going to stop speaking. I'm going to forbear speaking. And all of a sudden, the Bible says that he could not forbear. He said, because the word of God was like a fire shut up in his bones. Jeremiah went on a little bit later, and he said, the word of God is like a fire. You see, when God gave you the Holy Ghost... If he would have just given you the Holy Ghost, it would have been nothing but wildness. But he gave you fire. He gave you truth. Spirit and truth together. It's all in the package. And I read to you this chapter, or this scripture. Turn with me in your Bibles to Romans chapter 16. Oh, God. Suddenly, an earthquake. I wonder what would happen right now if all of a sudden this building began to shake. What would you do? Huh? What would you do? Would you get excited? Huh? I'm not going to lie to you. I would. You see me going. That's right. Amen. Oh, friend, what would happen if the Holy Ghost were to move in here and bring an earthquake of Holy Ghost activity? You believe it could happen? Do you? Do you want it to happen? All those that want it to happen, say amen. amen. All those that believe it could happen, say amen. amen. Romans 16 and 19. And Paul said... For your obedience is come abroad unto all men. I am glad, therefore, on your behalf, obedience, submission. I've been preaching to you for a month now on the power comes through submission. Obedience is come abroad unto all men. I am glad, therefore, on your behalf. But yet I would have you wise into that which is good and simple concerning evil. He gave some instruction there. He said, be smart about good things. Be dumb about bad things. Wasn't that easy? And the God of peace, notice what he said, shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. Suddenly. Shortly. Suddenly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Friend, I'm saying tonight, no matter what it is that you're experiencing, God can bring that quick the devil on your feet, underneath your feet. I read something the other day that kind of thrilled me. And that was this. The writings that Paul wrote there in that particular chapter, 16 and 19, when it talks about bruising the enemy and putting the enemies under their feet, 
the Egyptian kings, it was said that when they would be buried in their coffins, it would have their image, the coffin was in the image of an individual, and on the feet of that, that coffin that is there would be drawn pictures of their enemies. You want to know why? Because they felt as though that they had been put underneath their feet. Oh, I would to God tonight that we would understand that the place for the devil is not on our back, is not pushing us, but under our feet. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan shortly. Suddenly, an earthquake. Hallelujah. Do you still feel like worshiping? Huh? Do you? Let's stand and worship him one more time. Remember what I said? When the word of God's preached, that ought to be the greatest time in the whole service. Suddenly an earthquake. God's going to pour out his spirit on all men. Like the days of old, revival's coming again. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. God's gonna pour out His Spirit on all men. Like the days of old, revival's coming again. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. You need the Holy Ghost. I want you to come down and pray. You need to renew your heart unto the Lord. You need an earthquake to take place in your life. Come on down and let's pray. Like the days of old, revival's coming again. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Suddenly an earthquake. Hallelujah. You got to prepare for it. You got to believe God for it. You got to seek His face for it. Hallelujah. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. God's going to pour out His Spirit on all men. Like the days of old, revival's coming again. Of abundance. I hear the sound of abundance of rain tonight. Oh, the Holy Ghost is wanting to bring a cloud of glory in here tonight and to ring upon you and to ring upon me. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. God's going to pour out. That's it. That's it. Worship the Lord. Believe Him for an earthquake in your soul. God, shake me. Bring Pentecost alive and brand new to me. Oh, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. 
Yes, Lord. God's going to pour out His Spirit on all men. Like the days of old, revivals come again. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I hear the sound of abundance. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. God's going to pour out His Spirit upon all men. Like the days of old, revival's coming again. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Amen. Now, Paul said that the God of grace will cause Satan to be bruised under whose feet? Whose feet? Our feet. Shortly. How many believe that? How many believe that God does not want you to be subject to the spirits of darkness that are out there? Amen. But he wants you to put them under your feet. Jesus said you'll tread. Didn't he? Upon serpents and scorpions. Tonight, I wonder if we could just symbolically, amen, to let the devil know that we don't give him any room. Just go ahead and just stomp our feet a few times like this. Amen. Devil, you're under our feet. Come on. Would you? In Jesus' name. Come on. Amen. Get under our feet where you belong. Hallelujah. That's right. Get down there where you belong, devil, because that's where you're going to be walking. Amen. I hear the sound of the bondage of rain. God's going to pour Hallelujah. Put him under your feet. All right. Like the days of old, revival's coming again. I hear the sound of Oh, yes. He don't like it now, but we're putting him under our feet. Hallelujah. Spirit on old man, like the days of old, revivals come again. I hear the sound of the bondage of rain. I hear the sound of the bondage of rain. God's going to pour out His Spirit on old man. Like the days of old, hallelujah. Come on now. There's some of you, the devil's been bothering you with some things. And you just, the reason why he's bothering you is because you haven't put him under your feet. Amen. The Bible says God's going to do it shortly. The book says we'll tread upon serpents and scorpions. Amen. You say, Pastor, I've tried and tried and tried and tried and tried. Amen. And I believe that you have. But until you put him down under your feet where he belongs, you'll continue to try. Amen. I wonder whatever it is that is bothering you, whatever it is you've not been able to get the victory over, hallelujah, if you say, God, amen, I'm turning it to you, and right now, I'm going to put the devil where he belongs, because you said I would receive power. You said, Lord, that we would be able to cast out devils. And that don't only mean in other people's lives, but that means if they're affecting us, cast them out. Put them under your feet. Speak to the mountain. Amen. Put them under your feet. Amen, would you? Amen, in Jesus' name. Put it under my feet. Like the days of old, revival's coming again. 
I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I hear the sound. Oh God, let a mighty Holy Ghost move of your spirit take place Jesus said, I believe in his word. Can I lie all 
We hope you have enjoyed this message today from Classic Firstborn Ministries. If you would like to have more information about Firstborn Ministries, please go to www.firstbornministries.com or give us a call, 815-633-0030. We pray you have a great rest of your day. God bless. Until next time.